So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, this episode is going to be all about communication, how to communicate better. But we're going to just go after that, after this kind of journey, after the intro. I guess. <laughs> just making it more and more complicated. <laughs> but yeah, with that being said, hello, welcome back. Thanks for episode of the Self-Development with Tactics podcast. And I'm really looking forward to going through this episode just because I believe that it is something that's amazingly important. And I've also found just some amazing resources. And then I just really always like to just talk about things when I know that I'm hopefully going to be able to help somebody with whatever this episode is about. You know, in this case, it's going to be about communication. So I do hope that I'm going to be able to just show you you some new ways to communicate or better ways to communicate and just to show you some things you know which is kind of the quote-unquote mission of the whole podcast to just show things to just yeah get the word out I guess not quite sure but yeah but before we even go through the episode there's three things that I'm willing to talk about the first thing is if you're willing to listen to this as it would be a podcast because the case is is that it actually is a podcast, then please go down into the description and the first link is going to be to the podcast site where you can also choose where to listen to the podcast on because you might be listening to it on, on Spotify or to your normal podcast or the regular podcast you are just normally listening to. You might be listening to them on Spotify, on, on Apple Podcast, on Stitcher, on TuneIn, but you're also probably going to find my podcast on these sites as well, hopefully. I hope. You know, I really hope. The second thing is notes. You're going to see throughout the whole episode that I have highlighted some things. So if you're willing to just read basically the whole episode, then please hop down into the description. And then you're having all these highlights that I'm having from these articles just compressed down into PDF and you can download it. And it is free and it is whatever. So just check it out if you want to. And the third one, which is probably one of the most important ones, which is if you're willing to have some background music, please go to the third link in the description. And then you can just add your personal taste of music. There is five different songs that I've um, uploaded or actually it's more or less like a playlist like it's the same exact song just often you know so that it is just long enough so that I'm able to fit this to just longer episodes as well you know so please check this out if you're willing to have some background music and it is definitely something that I can say is a good idea because it just makes the whole experience way better you know but yeah so let's go through the articles do you know what it is like when you're just uh, chewing a chewing gum and it is like just you're just having it so long in your mouth that it is already kind of dissolving and it's it's not there any longer and it just really feels strange and I've just had that like <laughs> it's not such an amazing thing but yeah as you can see on the left side of the screen there's a few books that I've actually had a look at just because I wanted to know uh, which resources are probably a good source uh, for just talking about communication and learning more about communication. And one of the books that I've actually came across was, uh, where is it? How to Win Friends and Influence People. And if you have just been on this podcast uh, quite some time ago, you know, maybe a month ago, but I've been talking about how to win friends and influence people for such a fucking long time. Like, it is insane. But I still feel and think that it is an amazing book. And I think it is also a book that a lot of people should be reading. Especially, like, if you can just see that here, like, 80 years in print. Like, this has to say something. Like, it is a pretty popular book, first of all, but it is also a really, really good book, at least in my point of view, or at my point of view. I'm, I'm never, ever quite sure, and I think I'm never actually going to be able to get that right. But the thing is, it is an amazing book, but it is not the only amazing book, because, for example, Never Eat Last, uh, which is a book that I'll probably also going to go through, just because I've seen it just a few times, and I think it is a pretty good one. So Never Eat Alone, then 
on becoming fearless from Ariana Huffington, actually, than the Extraordinary PR with Ordinary Budget, which is the book actually from the author, as far as I remember. Then Words That Work, which is going to be the book that we are going to go through today from Dr. Frank Luntz, or Luntz, however you're pronouncing it. I'm very sorry about that. But it is an amazing book. It is a pretty, pretty interesting one. I do not want to say that it is going to show some things that you don't know, but it is going to show you some things that you don't think about, you know, which is really, really often the case that we just not think about some things, but they are there. But pointing them out and just having them in front of you, just black on white, is actually a pretty good thing. You know, just have them printed on a book or actually having it on your screen. It is something amazing, you know, because I feel like that I'm also often forgetting about things and then just getting this quick reminder and or just just getting kind of the first reminder in terms of like, okay, I've actually not been thinking about it, about it in, in such a way is also just an amazing thing, even though it is something that maybe just makes sense, but we are just not thinking about it. Like it is not something that we are commonly or just often thinking about it. Then cru crucial conversations, leadership presence, the power of now, the five love languages, which is also a pretty good one, and then boundaries, which is not the last one, and the four agreements. I think it's, as far as I remember, it is also a pretty good one, you know? It is also a pretty, pretty, pretty good one. And Stephen King on writing, Wounds of Passion, and it is the last one, but I've not shown you the, the other ones, I'm, I'm very sorry. So I'm gonna show you the five love languages, the power of now, leadership presence, uh, crucial conversation, and there you have it, words that work. And first of all, we're gonna go through a little bit of a shorter summary of words at work or on words on that work, whatever. Um, but in the end, there's going to be also a longer one, but they're both really good. And I've both, uh, or I've enjoyed both of them really, really, really a lot. But yeah, we actually also on the Nate, I, I never ac actually know how his name is pronounced, but it is a site that I've been on just before as well, just because it is a pretty good site and it is a pretty amazing one. The only problem that I'm having there is like with the bar that you're having on the kind of left side of the screen like there it is which is like a little bit bothering me but I'm, I'm gonna make it small i'm very sorry about that but i might be just having it in the middle which is not doing anything but yeah so words that work by frank lunatz one of the best books on speech and copywriting and um, it will take your awareness of political messages to new heights and give you a great ability to influence others thought others through your words and choice alone or through your words and the choices of the words that you're actually choosing to use which is definitely a really great part and one of the reasons why I'm actually going through some books on how to communicate better and what you can be doing to communicate better is just because of Warren Buffett because Warren Buffett often been talking about or yeah he's often talking about that like one of the things that he thinks is a pretty good investment is just investing into yourself and especially into your communication skills and then I thought like well how do you communicate communicate better like what is a way to learn that and of course I, I thought like there are gonna be some books but I've thought like well how can you communicate better like is it really a skill that you can develop is it just only about the words that you're using which is apparently a pretty big part of it and it is like I think it is like a, a misleading word at least in my point of view like communication and just communication skills it is just gonna be about especially being able to work with people and being able to deal with people and being just empathetic and all these things that I'm often talking about but it is not really about the communication or the communicating part itself it truly is as well but I kind of feel like that it is more or less just a, a big part of it you know let's put it this way a big part of it is definitely about just being able to work with people because it indeed just really makes sense you know because the majority of our life we're gonna just have to deal with people 
It is what it is. The summary notes. It is not what you say, it is what people hear. You can have the best message in the world, but the person on the receiving end will always understand it through the prism of his or her own emotions, preconceptions, prejustices, and pre-existing beliefs. And it is like, I've been thinking about it like, okay, um, the thing is we often talk about ourselves and we're often also thinking about ourselves. Like, this is also another reason why we should be caring about other people, maybe even more than we're caring about ourselves. Or probably... We should be caring about these people even more than we are caring about ourselves in terms of like, I'm going to just do something for them. I'm going to make something for them, but, and I'm not going to do something that I think is good. I'm going to do, I'm going to do and or make something that I know they are going to like, and they think is good. It is not about me. You know, it is not about how I think about these things or how I feel about these things or what my opinion is on these things. It is about these people that I'm trying to serve. It is about these people that I'm trying to give something to or that I'm trying to make something for. It is not about my thoughts, not about my opinions, but it is a pretty difficult thing to do because we're always just um, thinking about how we feel about things, you know? Me as well, you know, I'm also doing that. Like if I feel like, well, an episode wasn't that good, then of course I'm gonna upload it still, but it is gonna be like, well, um, it is not such a good episode, even though it doesn't necessarily have to be the case because it is my opinion. And it is not their opinion. It's not the opinion of the people that are actually gonna watch the video or gonna listen to the podcast and all these things. Like, it is indeed an important thing. The 10 rules of successful communication are, and we're gonna go through them more on detail afterwards or more in detail. The first one is simplicity. Use small words. The second one is brevity. Use short sentences. Then credibility is an important as philosophy. Consistency matters. Novelty offers something new or offer something news. Not quite sure about that. Sound and texture matters. Speak aspirationally. People forget what you say, but not how you made them feel. Visualize the word imagine is an incredibly powerful tool. Ask a question, help them reach the point on their own, and then provide context and explain relevance. The ninth one is actually a pretty important one. Ask a question and help them reach the point on their own. Because we all like to just make decisions on our own. We all like to just feel like we are in charge, even though we are not. Like it is always a good thing to ask questions, whether they are rhetorical or not. It is actually even a good idea to ask ask rhetorical questions as we are then in the article gonna see or gonna learn it's indeed is like if we're going through all these points it is not something that that is gonna surprise you i guess maybe the sound and texture one which is a pretty um like something that you're probably not gonna think about but if you just have a look at all these things like it is nothing that's just too complicated like everything is relatively simple i would say and also relatively understandable and it just makes sense which is like kind of a yeah it is a quite quite a quite a funny thing to have because uh, we all we all would actually like to be able to just communicate in a way better way as also studies have shown like people like to be able to communicate in a better way or it is something that they they want to actually learn and it is not that hard it is just actually a pretty simple thing i don't want to say it is easy but it is definitely simple these then are the 10 rules of effective communication, all summarized in a single words, or in single words would be simplicity, brevity or brevity, credibility, consistency, novelty, sound, aspiration, visualization and questioning, and then the last one is context. The single greatest challenge for those in the world of politics is the inherent assumption that everyone else knows as much as they know, which is not the case, you know, not everyone knows what you know. And then there's actually also something else, which is Orwell also lays out a series of language rules. I do think that it is about Orwell. So George Orwell, the author of 1984 and Animal Farm, as far as I know, if I'm not just wrong here. 
but <laughs> I think I could be. Not quite sure about that. But he's definitely the author of 1984, which is an amazing book. And also his rules are pretty amazing. The first one is, never use a metaphor, simile, or other figure of speech which you are, which you are used to seeing in print. Which also makes sense, you know? Even though you can assume that people are gonna understand it, I do also understand just George always saying something like that. The second one is, never use a long word where a short one will do, which also makes sense. Third one, if it is possible to cut a word out, always cut it out. Then, never use the passive where you can also use the active, or where you can actually use the active. And the fifth one is, never use a four-eyed phrase, a scientific word or a jargon word if you can think of an everyday English equivalent. And the last one is, break any of these rules sooner than say anything outright barbarous. Yeah. Americans would prefer greater energy efficiency to increase conversation or conservation, which is one of the reasons why renewable is a better word than alternative energy, you know? I think it is about connotation there, you know? It's, it's clearly about connotation, but also about like, um, renewable just sounds like, okay, it is something new, it is something that is always gonna be there, and alternative is like something, okay, we can choose to just use that. Like it just, at least in my point of view, or for me, it just feels differently. Not because they are saying it, but it just feels differently. Saying alternative is something like, okay, we, we can choose this one, you know, but it's not going to be the best one just because it is an alternative. But if we are talking about renewable energy, it is something completely different. It is renewable energy. You know, it is something that's not comparable to quote-unquote regular energy just because we're using a different word, which is actually kind of just an amazing thing if we are just thinking and talking about language. Negotiation. Imagine if are the two most effective words you can use in this situation. Imagine if I hadn't been here to work on project X. Imagine if contract Y hadn't been hammered out last week. And that is quite the end of this summary. I'm also going to link it down into the description, of course. So if you're willing to have a look at just a full one, because I'm only going through quite my notes and the uh, quote-unquote most important parts there. Um, so if you're just willing to have a look at it, please go down into the description. And now we're actually able to just expand that, which is nice, which is amazing. Um, the thing is, uh, also in the notes, so in the notes PDF, there's also going to be all the links and all the necessary information that you maybe are just going to be in need of. So if you're just downloading it, it is just going to be fine. Uh, a study of the process says behind something that, when exposed, is simultaneously disturbing and yet somehow impressive, which is like kind of an uh, introduction to the whole book in terms of like kind of a summary of the whole book. Like it is a study about a process behind something that when exposed is simultaneously disturbing and yet somehow impressive. And now the 10 rules again, but they are just a little bit more, at least in my point of view, uh, a little bit more precise and maybe they're gonna just make some things more clear than they have been just before. Try to avoid using words that will cause people to reach for the dictionary because they probably won't, which leads to them not actually just understanding the message, you know, and the message that you're willing to give them. They are not gonna understand it, which is kind of uh, a simple reason and also a pretty uh, understandable reason, at least in my point of view, to just not use very complicated words, even though there is something incredibly important to point out, but I, I hope that we're gonna get there just in time or pretty soon. When you write a sentence, look and see if you can trim words from it. The words you use become you and you become the words. If you're credible, your words become credible. You know, and now we are actually having to talk about if you're wearing a suit or not, or if wearing a suit would actually make things better or not. And all those things, like all the signals that we are sending out, all those signals that we are just uh, trying to send out, that we are consciously sending out, and or that we are 
subconsciously sending out. Stick with the same ideas and talking points and repeat them over and over. This way, the key points you want associated with you are highly likely, highly likely to come through. Work on developing a new take on your old ideas. Just because just talking about them over and over again is going to just, yeah, it's going to really let these important points just stick with the people that you're trying to let them stick with. Kinda. <laughs> and also on the other hand, it is like, okay, talking about the same shit over and over again, which is something that I clearly know, <laughs> is not a good thing. Like it, it just really can piss you off and it can really just be a boring thing for you. And therefore just developing new ways to just say the exact same things that you've been already just talking about for maybe even years is something that can be just uh, either pretty fucked up and pretty just uninteresting or it can also be something that's relatively interesting and just... Uh, Maybe it's a journey, you know, an interesting journey, a journey of just ups and downs and whatnot. Words that describe sound and texture stand out and are memorable. Just think of snap, crackle, pop or pop, uh, plop, plop, fits, fits. I did never ever hear them, <laughs> but I can imagine that they are just pretty good because snap, crackle, pop... <laughs> Actually, I don't know why, but it sounds just really amazing to me. I actually can't tell you why. Uh, snap, crackle, pop. Pop, pop. Actually, I would prefer pop, plop, fits, fits. And not plop, plop, fits, fits. Pop, plop, fits, fits. Never mind. Frame your message as though it is a higher or nobler goal to achieve. Describe in detail the outcome of the idea and make it seem as, a real, as real as possible. More specifically, a, rhetoric, a rhetorical question, for example, asking an investor if they are better off now than when they started investing is a pretty compelling case to convince someone to invest. Yes, probably. Provide context and explain relevance. Look at the message competing with your own and figure out how you can set yourself apart so what you can do differently. And if you're having a look at some people that are communicating in nowadays uh, digital era, I would say, for example, Gary Vee, um, there are some things that you might see when you're just having a look at these rules and when you're having a look at these just uh, quote-unquote realizations or patterns or whatever you want to talk about, uh, you might be able to see some of them. And I think especially like, uh, even though something that I actually have to say, like using simple words and simple things that everyone is going to understand, uh, I can understand it, but I also have to say that using words and using some things and just saying things in a way that people won't understand them is also a way to, or a pretty good way to create tension and create the necessary willingness in the people to just understand it. in terms of like, okay, they're going to be motivated to just get to you and get to know your content, get to know the stuff that you're doing so that they actually get whatever you're talking about you know because i'm not getting everything that seth godin is saying or i wasn't getting what er everything that seth godin was talking about just because he's often just using um metaphors and all those things and all those uh, just basically ways to communicate actually some sort of even though I actually have to say that metaphors and allegories, I guess they're called, but I'm not quite sure. I really am not. <laughs> and they're actually also pretty good ways to um, speak in images, which is always a pretty good thing, as I've also learned, apparently. Uh, prevent message, mis message mistakes. One big problem that people have when communicating is that they lose the person they are talking to along the way. The two that really stood out to me were don't assume knowledge or awareness, something I keep very close to my heart. And I would rather be accused of writing too simply than writing over someone's head and getting the order right. Well, no matter how good an idea is, if you present the final step before the first one, you will lose people, which is also a way to just not get the right amount of tension. If you're just 
giving them or pre presenting the final step before you're just presenting the first step, it's going to be like, okay, the whole attention, the whole pressure is off of you. Like you already know what it is going to be all about or what it is all about. It is like just, I don't know, like I think also just thinking about movies and talking in terms of movies and stories and just keeping things on a just arc of, of, of whatever I think it is called. I don't know, but it is an arc of something, you know, so that there is some kind of a just pressure there that it is not uninteresting, that it is actually an interesting movie that just has to be like some ups and downs. And like, therefore, stories are an amazing tool, I would say. Old words, new meaning. The whole point there is that uh, words change. And how we are seeing words are also changing in terms of like, okay, some uh, words are connotated differently now than they were connotated just a hundred years ago. Just we are seeing words in a different light than we are seeing or that we than we have been seeing them before. How words that work are created. This was perhaps the least interesting chapter to me as it focused on the internal workings of polling groups. I think we're just gonna, yeah, we, 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 we're not gonna talk about that, but you can have it in the PDF. Your audience listens to the message, but they also listen to you embody the message. In terms of like, okay, if you live the message, it is a pretty good way to um, kind of show that you're also embodying the message, but also like, yeah, just doing whatever you're just showing them. It is a good thing. And it's also a pretty important thing to just be credible and know what the fuck you're talking about. And just, if it is about like some training or if it is about some, some other thing that should improve the lives of the people around there, it is just also then kind of just good that you're also doing that. You know, if you're just showing, okay, my life got really good because of this and then just being crippled and whatnot on stage is probably not going to do the trick, I guess. You know, I don't know. Like it wouldn't make the thing that credible. Ideas we present boil down to a short phrase or a moment that we remember and quite often the entire argument is remembered by that one little piece. You know, it should be something memorable, maybe a little phrase, maybe a slogan-like thing. And there's actually a pretty good example, or a pretty interesting example, liquor versus spirits. Liquor is a word that contains a number of negative connotations. So why then use spirits? Because spirits has a lot of positive connotations to it. Uh, clinking glasses, being in high spirits with company, and so on. Liquor also is often associated with a much more limited selection of beverages than spirits. Which is pretty interesting, you know, and which is also one of the reasons to just use spirits over liquors. Just because it is connotated in a different way, just because it is like different. The word is different and it is only about one singular word, which is insane. And the next thing, just because I'm reading it, it is average. They are trying to just make average information for average people or average messages for average people. You know, so that you are able to just talk to the average American, to the average European, to the average African to the average, Asian to the average, whatever. The thing is, are you really willing to just talk to the average somehow or somewhat? I'm not quite sure about that. I'm not quite sure if you should actually be talking to the average Joe or Tom or whatever, because your message might be just more suited to somebody that is somehow special, somebody that is interested in design, interested in marketing, interested in the economy and all those things. You know, it's not going to be for the average one. Not always. Of course, if you're a politician and whatnot, then you're probably just having to talk to like the average, you know. But the thing is to being able to emerge, you're going to have like, let's talk about the uh, Overcoming the Chasm, which is a book by Malcolm Gladwell, as far as I know. And it is all about like, in the beginning, you're going to have just some people that, you, that are following your tribe, that are following whatever you're saying, whatever you're talking about. But after you've just built some people, you know, built a following, you're just 
probably or maybe gonna just cross the chasm. And then the whole thing is gonna just go from, okay, it is a niche product or a niche thing to do. It is just a, a niche thing to, to talk about for people to something that the majority is talking about. So I don't know if you should be talking to the, to the average. You know, this is my point. I don't know. I'm not quite sure about that. The people want to be told optimistic things, respect, fair play, honesty, and accountability. If you can identify an ideal that a large group of people agree on, and you can tie your idea to this ideal, then people will be much more open to buying into your ideas, which makes sense, which really does. Find a goal or a value you share with the people you're talking to and tie the ideas you want to share to that goal or value. If someone inspires you to take action, they are likely doing this. They are appealing to your sense of greater good and trying their plan to this appeal, which is, by the way, also something that is in How to Win Friends and Influence People. Let's say you won the race. When you go to pitch for it, tell your boss, imagine if I had not been here to work on that project or imagine if the product hadn't, hadn't been shipped last week. What you're effectively doing with the imagine if line is intrinsically trying yourself to tying yourself to success in your workplace. Let your boss imagine the workplace without the success of your work output. I'm not quite sure about that. I think it is always a great way to just show them how you've been able to contribute to the system and contribute to the whole to the whole company. But in this way, I it could work. I'm not quite sure, but it just does not sound for me that right. I feel like it. I kind of feel like it. The thing is, if you're like, well, just look, I've been doing this and that and I've been able to just give the company just a lot more. And it would just be nice if I just also get more just because of the great work that I've done in the last few weeks, days, years, maybe. Then I am also, maybe it's even the exact same thing. You know, it is, it is indeed the exact same thing, but I think it just really comes up to the tonality that you're using, the tonality that you're using, uh, the words that you're using, the, uh, just all these things. Like it really comes up to all these things, like really minor things. The real application of this book is in the first and 11th chapter. Uh, if you're willing to just assume that these principles are true and aren't interested in background and application, you can probably skip the rest. And uh, with that being said, this is going to be the end of the episode. Um, I hope it is working there just because it is not working there. <laughs> but I hope that you've learned something and I hope that I've been able to just kind of compress all this information into a relatively short video or short uh, amount of, of time, actually. Well, 30 minutes is you know, maybe not that short, but yeah. I wish you the best health of happiness and all success and also hope that you're going to remind yourself and you're going to be remembered, which basically means your legacy, which basically means just being remembered as a good person. Three other questions that I'm having for you are why are you here, what are you trying to change and what is bothering you the most? These are going to show you something. So maybe try and figure out what they are going to show you. But yeah, I'm going to see you the next time, I hope. So please consider subscribing to the podcast and also to the YouTube channel. I would appreciate that. I highly would. I'll see you the next time. Thanks a lot.